a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Movie Show. Not getting a real under control vibe here. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. He's not a monster, Gaston. You are. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Steve, think about this how close we are to Eureka right now. I sense it. You know, you can. You can just, it's kind of like the the glow, isn't it? You know, just the Alpo glow. One of my senses is spiking. One, okay, one of your senses. <laughs> and only three function on a good day, so that's a good thing. Are you going to start with me already? Absolutely. It's 9.08 here at KSL News Radio, and it's the movie show, and we're hanging out. The reason we're so close to Eureka. Why, Doug? Roy Kent. The reason we're so close to Eureka is because we're hanging out with Zero Res. That's right. And just slowly, they're just moving. Pretty soon, their headquarters will be right there in the Tinnock Mining District, I'm sure. Right, Jake? Oh, as we quickly <laughs> turn his mic up so yeah, he can here I am. give some pithy response. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. great, to, great to be here today. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. Yeah, it's always fun to be here, and we're going to be talking about some of the great things that uh, Zero Res has in store for you. But first... Being the sticklers for staying right on the format that we indeed are, we probably ought to do, especially since it is sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. Indeed. It's time for the movie show preview. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Okay, the big movie review. This is a big movie, too. The Batman. Not just any yeah. Batman. Not This is the Batman. And when you do that, you better deliver. That's right. You better <laughs> deliver. No messing around on this. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's a big movie. It's a long movie. But how good is the movie? We're going to be talking about that coming up in just a few minutes on the movie show. Indeed. Boy, you had a kind of a firm look on your face. Well, I'm a little un- You're ready unhappy to with this movie. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to pounce a bit, too. Three hours. You know, it, it ought to be spectacular. And you just go, wow. And I almost put on my infrared glasses to watch it because it was so dark. It is, it is one of the darkest movies. Throughout. 
you know, I'm not kidding. It was like the old days, and the lamp and the projector was down. You you wouldn't be able to see anything. Oh, can you imagine? Oh yeah, can you remember that used to happen once? Oh, oh yeah. You go, what is wrong? And the xenon. We're too cheap to get a new bulb. Yeah, either the and they're arc, expensive. Oh, you know, and, and in the old days, the arc or whatever it was, it wasn't burning right, or if a mirror was cracked, and then the old xenon bulbs. But oh, you just wow. set the wayback machine. I did set the wayback machine because I am a fanatic on the presentation of movies. Ooh. I have actually been a projectionist. I've heard that about you back when there were such things. <laughs> okay, so the Batman. We're going to talk about that. Uh, there are other films out there that you probably have never heard of. The Weekend Away. Who does? Is that right? Who does? Who does? Who does Salon? Who does Salon? This is based on a true story, and it is chilling. Fresh. Oh boy, do I have a warning on fresh. Uh, that one. Ascension. That remember that movie, um, uh, manufactured landscapes. Yeah, yeah. This is about the people. It's the people version of that movie, as they rise through the, I don't know, the ranks in China. It's really fascinating. Okay. The after party and Star Trek Picard. Yes, which Picard you should see is back. On the- Little screen. Well, he's back in more ways than one. Picard. We'll have that in movie news huh? coming up. Okay, so there you have it, the movie show uh, preview. We've got also, along with that, we're going to be talking with some filmmakers of a movie called uh, Undaunted. And then uh, Dante Luna, who is a filmmaker, will talk about The Sandlot Forever. And all of this is associated with the LDS Film Festival, which is underway right now. Let's see, what else do we have? Uh, we are we're hopefully... I'm really hoping that this comes together because, you know, such a focus on Ukraine right now. And I was listening to one of the news stories coming down where many Utah businesses, including the Larry H. Miller Group, and and they're calling it driven to help, uh, driven to assist uh, Ukraine. And that includes the Megaplex theaters. And so we're going to either be talking with Jeff the Whipple or we might actually leapfrog Jeff the Whipple, and go to the big kahuna himself, Blake Anderson, because I'm very curious how the Larry H. Miller companies uh, are assisting with our help and facilitating our opportunity to help. So that's coming up on the program. Now, of course, the most important thing, I saved the two very best things on the movie show for the end here in the preview. And, of course, that's the movie show Top Ten. Yikes. Yeah, no, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. The movie show top ten. And we're going to see if Gustavo has actually given me good numbers this week. Because <laughs> speaking of leapfrogging, I get the last weekend numbers. But Steve, he stays up until midnight. And he goes, I'm going to get the very latest numbers. You mean the fact that I'm providing information that might be of Pertinent? interest? Well, that's, you know, come on. This is the movie show. How accurate are we going to be? Have you got great brand new well, numbers? Well, as of... Uh, well, 7 a.m. this morning. Okay. Well, here, let's let's do a quick check and see if Gustavo's in more trouble here. Okay. I've got the number 10 movie is Scream with $79.2 million. Oh, you're close. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're, you're in the neighborhood. I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll He'll probably check that out I'll during one of the breaks. He'll go, I wonder what the numbers are as of I call the individual theaters. The, yeah, it calls every theater. In the world, except China, they won't. They won't allow. Steve. Russia's not taking my call. Yeah, Russia's Putin will, but uh, not General Russia. So there you have it. Oh, and uh, telephone torture, of course. You know, this made me crack up. You know, a lot of the companies now are pulling film releases that are going to open in Russia. Right. One of them that I don't get. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, why don't they just go ahead and release it? I think that would be more. Boy, if punishment. there's anything that would hurt the Russians, 
That would be, wouldn't it? It would be to release it. Yeah. And then send them the Smurfs. Like not and send release them, it is like, thanks. Send them all kinds of stuff. But I thought that was We funny. could put together a must-watch list for <laughs> Russia in, in a heartbeat. We could, huh? We could. What it is it, Natasha? The Bullwinkle Show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got to have Boris and Natasha for sure. Well, there you have it. A little look at what's coming up on the movie show. Actually, the uh, legal department at KSL makes us do this, so it's, it acts like a warning. You know, this is kind of we we call, we call it a preview, but they call it a warning, and that way, you know, it it gets us off the hook legally. And now the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, this is a huge release. You know, sometimes we've had slim pickings, and we just kind of go with the movie that's opening on the most screens or whatever. But this is truly a big movie. It is called. Here's the sound. The Batman. I've been trying to reach you. This is about a king. And Riddler's to match. I can take care of myself. This continues. It won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. You hear everything they say, ain't you? Who are you under there? I'm Vengeance. Mm. <laughs> vengeance. Robert Pattinson is the Batman, Bruce Wayne. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright is Lieutenant James Gordon. Colin Farrell is Oz. And Paul Dano, he is the Riddler. And, boy, he is um, he's riddling away. You know, you, you, you hit the key word. This is a dark movie. Now, the, the, you know, he's, he's a dark hero. We get that. Right. But, boy, talk about I mean, Gotham is a place where you're asking yourself, why would anybody in their right mind live there it is so depressing i didn't realize there was such a seawall there too and we find out what happens when the seawall goes south but oh wow you know i i thought pattison did an okay job i've i've had bat men that i've liked a whole lot more in in the past uh you know catwoman you know i i miss the spunk of the old movies they kept it dark and it was pretty gritty, but yet th- there were some moments where you could kind of sit back and take a breath and even laugh a little bit. You know, it's, uh, never have we seen one that was a real comedy, but uh, unless you go back to the old TV show, of course. But, man, this one is brutal. It just bludgeons you with its darkness. It bludgeons you with the grit, and it bludgeons you with the length. I mean, there wasn't a performance that really put me off. You and I talked about Paul Dano. I, I just thought he was kind of amazingly crazy. You thought he was a little over the top. And, you know, and then there were so many little, you know, this is what's coming next, you know, because, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the, some of the other, like the Joker, you know, uh, and different things. There's all kinds of tentacles that are going out going, okay, this is what's coming up next. Look at this connection here. In case you didn't notice, let's show you again. Uh, I, three stars, but I think that's actually kind of generous. I think so too. Yeah. Well, I, I, Scott Renshaw made a point. He said, every time somebody does a new, one of these things, it's darker, it's grittier. Right. Right. And, and, and how, how are you going to beat Christopher Nolan's dark, gritty Batman? You make him darker and grittier. That's but right. I'm, at some point, it's almost overwhelming. Well, and then even the good guys in this movie, 
like within the Wayne family and everything. Oh, you got to throw some grit in on there. No, there's a dark side to the philanthropy. There's a dark side to this. You go, give me one good semi-clean. I mean, I know nobody's perfect, but give me a little hope here. Yeah, uh, brooding is the key word, and I, I just, I was, I just felt the weight of this film for two and a half or two hours and fifty-five minutes. Uh, Not that we're counting, of course. No, but by the end, I was exhausted. I was too. I was. Too. I felt like I had to work way too hard for this film. It's a detective story, which is weird. Um, because Batman just shows up at a murder scene, and the lieutenant, the Gordon guy, uh, Jeffrey Wright, says, "Oh, he's with me." You know, he's he's like yeah. a like a Columbo with a mask. I know, and it, it's really weird. And, and and the secrecy. There's so much about the secrecy, and who's the guy behind the mask? Well, you know, you got five guys holding down and pull the mask off. You know, if you, if you really want to know. Yeah, and and the other thing too, the gadgets. I mean, you know, I, I know that it's not a James Bond movie. I get that. But I want to, the Batmobile's supposed to be really cool. And it's a character in the movie and the other devices he uses. It's a hot rod in this case. I ah. thought everything sort of went backwards a little bit. Like it's steampunk Batman, which actually makes it sound cooler than it is. But it's like earthy and more mechanical. Everything was like, you know, yeah. And I thought, well, that's weird because Batman has all kinds of cool stuff, but not in this movie. Well, and Alfred, too, you know? I mean. And, and, and wonderfully played by. Wonderfully played, but. Oh, man. By Andy Serkis, who. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave this a B minus. I just thought, yeah. okay. I, I, I'm just worried because even Pattinson said, as of a. Maybe three weeks ago, he says, I'm nervous about this movie being released. Yeah, one, you know, it is so big, and it's been so hyped, and there's so much anticipation. It'll have a killer first week. Sure. But, boy, how many people are going to want to devote another three hours of their life to the grit and the darkness? And, and the lack of, and you know, don't take what I'm saying too far, but I, I want a few moments that are kind of, you know, Light. Yeah, this isn't Adam West Batman, but yeah. it, it certainly should have a couple of moments. A couple of moments where you kind of go, "Oh, hey, that was just clever. just or, to relieve y y the tension, right?" Or, "Wow, look what the, look what the Batmobile did." And here's the other thing: know? the the action scenes are kind of sporadic. I know they're not as much as you'd think in a three hour movie. They'd be like, yeah. and Don't you know, and that's fine as long as you got the plot and you're caring about the characters and everything to take you from the action in an action movie to the next action scene. Yeah. But it's, I wrote down, I said, man, this feels awfully chatty. Yeah. Well, and it, and it, you know, I've used this term overboard, but the grit of it, it just starts sandpapering you. Yeah. You start getting raw. I mean, Gotham is the last place you'd want to live ever. Oh, any, man, no it, kidding. like disturbingly bad. No kidding. It's, it's, it's almost like escape to New York or yeah. escape to L.A. If it, hadn't, if it had succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there you have it, a rousing yes. endorsement for Sorry. The Batman. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are this week. Because oh, it'll do $100 million, but oh, yeah. after that? We'll yeah, see. who knows? What kind of legs will it have? The Movie Show. So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And it's time for a little movie news. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. You know, I got this uh, notice from our friend Jeff e. Whipple at uh, Megaplex Theaters. 
that the Megaplex Theaters and the Larry H. Miller Companies are doing some really, really cool things to assist. Way to go, Megaplex. Boy, no, and all of the Larry H. Yeah. Miller Companies and for, you know, a, a donation drive for the Ukrainian refugees. And I thought, boy, let's, uh, let's put in a phone call to these guys. And we have the big kahuna himself, the president. We've gone to the pinnacle of the uh, Megaplex Theater organization, and our friend right now, Blake Anderson. Working on his Christmas decorations. Working on his Christmas decorations still. Blake, welcome to the movie show. Thanks so much for being our guest on really short notice today. And tell us what the Larry H. Miller Companies, the Megaplex Theaters, are doing during this uh, Driven to Assist community donation drive. Good morning, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me, and thanks for talking about uh, this important cause. Yeah, we have we have joined up with some great organizations, and you know uh, Max Morozov, who is the founder of Bonbon Gelato, uh, makes it right out of our Jordan Commons location and and sells it at all Megaplex theaters and uh, retail outlets. He is from Ukraine, and his family is still there, and he is in communication with them on a daily basis. And he went to Gail Miller and, and the organization and said, look, we have a huge need and we can really help. And we were all asking, how can we help? And the refugee crisis right now is one of the greatest uh, crisis, refugee crisis the world has ever seen. As people are trying to get out, these are women and children. No one under the age of, of 18, uh, only under the age of 18 can leave. Everyone else has to stay and fight. Well, as they're arriving at the border, he explained to us that, that, that they come with very little, all, only what they can hold in their hands. And they're in need of of, of clothing, of supplies. Uh, you just imagine uh, all the little children and, and the elderly and, 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 um, and, and women who are, are, are fleeing to these borders now. And so because of that, the Larry H. Miller organization, Megaplex Theaters, has stepped up and said, hey, let's collect cash, let's collect goods. Uh, IHC and Gail Miller have chartered a plane that will get the supplies over there. We've paired with Community Foundation of Utah to, to help uh, organize the cash campaign. Gail Miller has matched and the Miller family up to $2 million that we're collecting. So we're really, really trying to do what we can from over here in our safe homes and theaters. Boy, that makes so much sense. I love that. What a, what a great, great things uh, thing to do. Is I was listening to the, uh, the story this morning, uh, Tim, uh, was uh, was uh, delivering the the story of what you guys are doing, and is it is it all cash or are other things needed? No, obviously, if you want to just donate cash from from the comfort of your home, you can do that at lhm dot com. But at three major collection points: the Megaplex Jordan Commons, the Megaplex Thanksgiving Point, the Megaplex uh, Legacy Crossing, we are collecting goods such as diapers, feminine hygiene products. New clothing, all of it needs to be new with tags on, shoes, socks, waterproof jackets, gloves, mittens, thermal blankets, hand warmers, anything you can imagine. Just imagine going camping with nothing in Utah in a Utah winter. That's kind of what these people are experiencing. And so uh, if we can get those gathered at these collection centers, we will get them on the plane and get them there as quick as possible. And this is going on right now through the 12th right of March. And then what, what happens? Everything's just loaded onto this chartered uh, plane and, and flown over. Do, do you have any idea where they'll be landing and how people will actually get these materials when they, they arrive in Europe? 
They're coordinating that right now, Doug. Uh, obviously, we can't land in Ukraine, but we will land in one of the friendly border countries, uh, very close to the border there, where we can get the supplies right to the border as the uh, refugees uh, come in. And the money, the money can be used immediately as we can use these um, organizations to start purchasing product in those countries to, to help the people before we can get this chartered uh, jet over there. Well, I'm I'm looking at the uh, press release that uh, Jeff was kind enough to send to me, and but well, I'm seeing some real familiar you know names on here. I mean, I know Clark Ivory, I know Kem Gardner personally, I know the Huntsmans, and boy, a lot of real heavy hitters in the state, including Gail herself, and of course the Larry H. Miller organization have stepped up on this, and boy, the list just goes on and on. It's been amazing. I mean, this all happened. Max uh, called Gail, and, and in 24 hours, this whole thing was, was put together, and people in the community stepped up and said, look, what can we do? How can we help? And it, it, it can be big, like some of the names you just mentioned, or it can be a pack of diapers from, from a family that's just getting by but wants to do something. And I think if we all do something, not only does it help us know, you know, feel good, but it really makes a difference uh, to those great fighters who I compare as, you know, our revolutionary fighters in, in, in the Revolutionary War. I mean, they're up against a massive army, outnumbered, outmanned, but are doing an incredible job fighting. And then the poor uh, refugees who are fleeing. It's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Well, you know, I love things like this, and I've, I've seen our community do this before, where somebody steps up and fa- facilitates it and makes it, a focus for us and easy for the rest of us to to give and give in such a meaningful way without you know sometimes we feel like we're in the dark you know i mean where where do you help where do you send a check where do you know that it's going to make a difference and to be able to drop by you know for me it would probably be jordan commons place that I'm comfortable with, a place that I'm familiar with. I know the people personally who run that organization, and I know that every single thing that I do for this cause will indeed go to the cause. I I just can't thank you guys enough. Well, thank you. And, you know, I received a couple calls and a few notes yesterday of some people up in Ogden. They said, you know, we just can't get up there. You can donate at any Megaplex Theater if you need to, and we'll get them to these collection centers for you. Uh, don't let that be a stumbling block. I know we're also collecting at the Smith Ballpark, at the Daybreak Community Hub, at the Vivint Arena. Uh, just get them to one of those locations, and we'll get them to the uh, to the staging areas and get them loaded for everyone. And again, you know, cash cash is great as well. We could you know always use that cash. Is 100% of it's going to the cause. Miller family has made sure of that, and. Uh, I just think it's great that we're rallying around this as a community. It's great to go out and see the movies. It's great to relax. It's great to get these terrible things off our mind. But at the same time, we can't deny the realities of it. Boy, absolutely. Absolutely. Blake, if you if you wouldn't mind, we'd, we'd love to make the appointment to, to have you or Jeff, whomever has the time next Friday on the movie show, to get an update on this. Can we do that? We'd love to do that. And in the meantime, come on out and see Batman opens tonight or today at all Megaplex theaters, and it's a great movie. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Blake Anderson, he is the president of the Megaplex theaters under the Larry H. Miller Company. And uh, you know what a great thing that not only Gail and the Larry H. Miller Companies, but so many others. And and this this is so important because it gives those of us 
who can go buy a, a, a box of diapers, who can write out a check for 25 bucks or something. It, it gives us just an obvious, comfortable, and safe way to give and make sure. And know it gets to the right place. Exactly. You know, KSL for so many years, that's, that's, we, we hear that, you know, and that's why with Primary Children's Hospital, Quarters for Christmas, things like that, we, we try to step up and become the facilitator so people know that it's a safe way to give and the money's really, all of the money is really going to the cause. The Movie Show. Listen to them. Children of the Night. What music they make. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, let's continue with our movie news here. AMC Theater CEO Adam Aaron dropped a bombshell. The chain's going to charge more for tickets to the big movies Boo. like The Batman. Variable pricing. They're charging an extra buck fifty on adult tickets for The Batman. They've been doing it in Europe for some time. But this is the first notable big-time use of variable pricing in the U.S. It was interesting. This was forecast in 2013 by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. They said that eventually, this is Lucas, said this is going to be like Broadway. It'll depend on how big the show is and, you know, whether it's brand new or not and so on. And he said, and boy, this he said, going to the movies, this is in 2013, he said, it could be up to 50 bucks. There are play- I've paid 50 bucks to see a movie in France. And the, when Dee and I were in San Francisco not that long ago, it was almost double what we paid here what? for movies. And then Spielberg piled in, too, and he added there's going to be an implosion where three or four or maybe even a half a dozen of these mega-budgeted movies are going to go crashing into the ground. It's going to change the paradigm there is eventually going to be a day-and-date appointment with movies. Eventually, there's going to be the price variance, and we're now seeing that with AMC. And he said, and this is right when Lincoln came out, he said, you're going to pay $25 to see the next Iron Man, and you're probably going to have to pay $7 to see Lincoln. Well, here's my question. If the movie's crap, do they give you a discount? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you walk out and you go thumbs up, thumbs down, and you go, okay, well, yeah, okay, you paid 15 bucks. That was bucks. a $2 movie. Yeah, we'll give you 5 bucks back. <laughs> Dream on. Okay, what have you got, Jason Steven? Momoa. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. We'll be playing the villain yeah. in the new Fast and Furious 10. Now, they said this is the last one, but they're going to divide it into two movies like they did with... Harry Potter, you know, in yeah, the final. I know, don't you? So it's not really the last. They're going to do two movies, but Jason Momoa. What did he say? What did he mean when he said he's going to be a flamboyant bad boy? I don't know, but I, I sounds cool know. to me. And, and by the way, everybody's back except those who can't be and those who don't want to be, including Dwayne Johnson and John Cena will right. not be returning. And then that movie's been delayed to May of 2023. It, well, I thought this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The, the the next one is twenty twenty four. Okay, Patrick Stewart. We talked about him a little earlier. He finally confirmed the semi obvious. If you were watching the Super Bowl, Doctor Strange, in the Multiverse of Madness trailer that premiered during the Super Bowl. Well, he indeed was the voice. At first, he he denied it, and he said, it was no, "So distinctive no, no. voice." I know, but uh, he originally claimed that it was uh, done by an impersonation. But now he's fessed up to it, and he actually did say, "All you saw was the back of my shoulder, and I think my earlobe." 
So anyway, Professor Charles Xavier will have some role to play yeah. in Strange's journey through the multiverse, and it may forecast more of a melding between the X-Men and the multiverse. Well, I have another guy who is normally a hero, going to be a bad guy in a big movie. The new Mad Max Furiosa begins production soon. Furiosa? Yeah, with Anya. It's not going to be uh, Charlize Theron. It'll be Anya Taylor-Joy. She will play Furiosa, and Chris Hemsworth will be the lead villain. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, George Miller will co-write again, direct, and this was this is weird. This one is scheduled for May twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. So we're still over two years away. Holy but so in the meantime, always. Thor: Love, Love and uh, Thunder is opening on July eighth. Okay. This year. So. Well, there you have our movie news here on the Infamous Movie Show. We should mention also that Disney, Sony, and Universal are all pulling their movies out of Russia. Yeah, they will not be opening anything yeah. uh, for the next two months, at least tentpole kind of movies. And boy, you know, the pressure back in Washington from Democrats and Republicans to, uh, you know, pull the, the buying of natural gas and, uh, and petroleum from Russia. Well, even yeah. some of the oligarchs are putting like a reward if somebody takes him out i know it'll what it'll is be going on here? it'll be interesting to see i want my yacht here. back please <laughs> yeah. the movie show hey look he's trained shake uh-huh speak hi there what? did that dog just say hi there on ksl news radio 102.7 fm and 1160 a.m 1008 here at KSL News Radio. A lot to come here on the movie show, including a little telephone torture. We'll also have, of course, the movie show top 10. A lot of movies to talk about. But we also wanted to highlight, uh, again, we've uh, given a little preview in the last weeks that the uh, LDS Film Fest is underway. And uh, we are very pleased to have Mark Goodman. We've chatted with Mark before, director. When the movie Witnesses came out, uh, he has a new movie, Undaunted. And, Mark, welcome back to the movie show. Good to have you here. Hey, thrilled to be here. Thank you very much, Doug. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Undaunted. I understand this is a docudrama that uh, really takes a, a, I'm, I'm quoting here, deeper dive into the history of the three Witnesses. So how does this movie differ from Witnesses? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote that copy myself, so that's good stuff. So, it's excellent. Uh, thank you. So it, it really is a companion piece to Witnesses. You know, Witnesses was a tough story to tell. We had all those main characters, right? You've got uh, Martin, David, and Oliver, and then you've got Joseph Smith, and you're trying to cover 10 years plus of history, and that's that's a tough thing to do in a, in a narrative film. And so as much as we loved what we did there, I think, there were a lot of questions that were left unanswered. And so this gives us an opportunity to go more in-depth into that story, talk more about the individual witnesses and other witnesses as well, and uh, just answer some of those questions that we left unanswered. You know what I've appreciated, uh, and this is a, a trend, thankfully, that we're seeing from you and from other filmmakers and uh, people that uh, specialize or have participated in in this genre, it's becoming much more frank. It, it's it's uh, some of the real story. I've I've always maintained, you know, the truth. The truth will set you free. I want the real story. I I want to know what happened. And sometimes when you see the struggles of others, you see the foibles of others, and even sometimes the weaknesses, along with the great strengths. It tends to make me want to be a better person and realize I'm not the only 
adult in the world who occasionally makes some mistakes. I like the fact that we're seeing kind of an unvarnished truth that I think gives us real opportunities to expand faith and understanding and know history a little better. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. We got some pushback from that in the very beginning. We did a couple of screenings, and there were those that said that we were damaging uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in uh, not glossing over like we've done for how many years, right? And it was very important to us and to the Interpreter Foundation, who sponsors the project, to make sure that we tell you know, the truth as we know it. And we don't try and gloss over those things. It, it's, you know, why do we think that these men would be perfect? Have, yeah. has, you know, have, are any of us in that position? Absolutely not. And so we try very much to tell uh, a faith-affirming story, but at the same time, um, you know, tell the truth and, and tell it uh, in the very best way that we can and not try and gloss over some of those controversial issues. What do you think, in, for you as a filmmaker, to make a, a docudrama versus, as you said, a narrative-type movie, more of a story movie, what, what are the challenges for a filmmaker to, to kind of tell the same story but from two different angles? Well, I think there's, there's challenges, and then there's also some good things that come from that. One of the challenges, of course, is that audiences love the theatrical film experience. You know, they love... Um, and, and you know what? This is exactly why we did both. We did the theatrical film witnesses to to tell the story, to get people excited about it. So you know, because there's a lot of things in there that they just simply didn't know. And then we have the opportunity to go to some scholars who know a lot more than I do, and to address some of those tough issues and go deeper into uh, the story. And uh, again, it was yeah, what a great opportunity to talk to some really smart people. Interesting that we had an opportunity to interview some members of, of the church and also some non-Latter-day Saints, and we got a different perspective from, from those people, which, uh, you know, it's, it's always fascinating to me that we have people who are not members of the church, some of these scholars who will spend much of their time talking about uh, religions that are not their own. Let's talk about the opportunities to see the movie, Mark. I understand that tonight is one of those opportunities at the film festival. And then what, what's the future for the film? Yep, tonight, 7 p.m. I think there's still some tickets available there at the Sierra Theater. We're thrilled uh, to be a part of the, of the LDS Film Festival. Uh, I know it's, you know, very much appreciate uh, Marshall and Michelle Moore and what they've done for us. And let me just put a shout-out to Brandon Purdy, who has been so spectacular in helping us uh, get our, our stories out. Um, but also, so, so this will be, it will be streaming in various locations. Uh, some of those are yet to be determined. It will be available on DVD at a Latter-day Saint bookstore near you, and then we continue to find other opportunities for that as well. It will be on the Interpreter website, and so uh, lots of places to see it. Great. Mark, we appreciate you joining us today. Good luck at the festival tonight and the screening tonight, and good luck with the movie. Hey, thanks so much. Mark Goodman, who is the director of uh, last year, uh, I think it was theatrically last year, uh, Witnesses released, and then uh, this one is a docudrama, Undaunted, 
that deals with the witnesses of the uh, Book of Mormon at the LDS Film Festival. And again, it's screening tonight. And uh, I think in the information I got there, encouraging people to be there a little earlier at 645. Movie probably starts, as Mark mentioned, at 7. But it would be wise to be there just a little uh, earlier. All right, it is 1014 here at KSL News Radio. Uh, which movie should we review on the other side of this break? Um, let's see. How about uh, we should do Fresh. we got to warn people about Fresh. we got to warn people. Yes. Disclaimers all over. Uh, red I'm flags gonna, on I'm the field. So Sebastian Stan, the... Bucky, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah? He's going to ruin your day here. The Movie Show. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. Why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face-to-face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You've been talking about this movie. What's the title of it again? Fresh. 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 Should we get a little sound on that? Please. Here we go, Gustavo. What's his Instagram? I want to stalk a little bit. It's a hot one. Oh, no. See, that's shady. Let's play a game. Tell me something you don't want me to know. Put all our hopes in finding happiness through someone else. Yeah. What's going on? I'm going to tell you, but you're going to freak out. No, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's happening. No games. Know what you want? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that hints a little bit that uh, what starts off as a delightful relationship with by the way this is sebastian stan the winter soldier bucky yeah uh, the hero and he's a sweet guy they kind of run into each other at a grocery store they go on a couple of dates hey how about we go out of town for a little trip oh that sounds wonderful and her friend says you know he's not on instagram that's a little weird and they go to this house gorgeous house in the middle of nowhere no cell phone reception Oh, this is bad. He drugs her. This is getting worse. She wakes up chained to a wall. Oh, good grief. And this is only the beginning. And I mean, I, I don't want to go into it anymore because I'm just... the. Th- <laughs> it, it's just really disturbing. Um, the, the good news is if you do end up watching this movie, there is redemption for... There are, there are more than a couple of women there at this house that are going through this process. and uh, That kind of stuff just almost turns my stomach and just makes me just tingle with, oh, gosh, you know. Uh, I actually, well, I told Michael. Too creepy. He goes, well, what, what happens? And I told him, and he said, I wish you hadn't told me because now I can't get it out of my head. Ooh. Ooh. So it's called Fresh. It is rated R. Uh, I know you're going to go, hey, it's come on, it's Bucky. It's Sebastian Stan. He's a cool guy. But where this goes, I mean, it's it's great performances. and I mean, I thought maybe it was going to kind of go Fifty Shades of Bucky or something. No, but no. this is like, no, whoa. This is, uh, this is deadly stuff. And uh, it is just really, I mean, and they, they don't shy away from anything. Uh, the place you'll see this, if you decide to, you know, now I've probably, you know, like the curiosity's killing you, uh, is on Hulu. It's only on Hulu. Okay. And it's called Fresh, and it's rated Super R. What what keeps, I always wonder in this day and age, what keeps something from NC-17? Because if there's anything that puts me over the edge, and you know that, you've already projected it on this one, but is, is sadistic sexual torture 
type stuff. That that just puts me over the edge. I know that's the funny part. That would get an NC-17, but the violence in this movie should also be NC-17, yeah. but it's not. Wow. But it's as close as you could possibly get without. Remember, we just did Texas Chainsaw Massacre a couple of weeks ago. Right. Sunday school picnic compared to this. Really? Yes. Oh man. Well, I appreciate. There's no way you I'm going to get that the, those images out of my mind. Yeah. And the only redemption is that the women, some of them, do figure out some a way, of them. Yeah, figure out a way to defeat this nightmare. Monster. This nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, but I I wanted to warn people because I started watching. Oh, Bucky! Yay! What a cute couple! Oh dear! Oh no! Oh no! No, no, no. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll anticipate taking a break here for our news in just a couple of seconds. I want to give you a quick rundown of what's coming up on the program and the remaining. We're we're at the halfway, we're at the, you know, halfway watermark. The halftime? We're we're reaching the point of no return. Oh. You know, is. That's pretty much every show, though. (laughs) That is just about every show. The movie show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I always think he's going to say a boy's best friend is the movie show. That's kind of a front. We could thought. dub that. We could we could make that happen. Absolutely. Hey, not sure a ringing endorsement from yeah from Psycho would be the best. Well, I don't know. Every time I hear that music, Norman, just... Norman Bates. Okay, that was his Sean Connery uh, impersonation. That was good. Thanks. All right, it's 1039, and it's time for a little streaming news. Here we go. Planning on a weekend of binge-watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the Movie Show Streaming Reviews on KSL News Radio. Okay, you know, streaming such a big part of our lives now that we like to keep you up to date. And uh, we have got uh, Marvel TV series Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, and the Defenders are joining Disney Plus in the uh, United States. And that is uh, coming up on March 16th. Disney said that on Tuesday. They're coming to the streaming service after leaving Netflix at the end of February. And... This was all made, uh, these Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe series were made before Disney Plus launched, so they were created and branded for Netflix, but uh, the rights have reverted back to Marvel, and that's the parent company, and Disney, on uh, February 28th, became Disney property. Wow. There you go. The Santa Claus. Yes. Disney Plus limited series coming to Disney Plus. It will feature Tim Allen. As, really? as Scott Calvin, his wife, Elizabeth Mitchell, will be back. Cal Penn is joining the group as an ambitious game developer. Uh, the storyline is that Santa is turning 65 yeah. and needs to begin a search for a new Santa. Ooh. So this is going to be on Disney+, Plus, but it'll be a limited series. It's not going to be like a, you know the season one to whatever. Okay. So that's cool. That was a good series. You know, Tim Allen did a really good job on that. Yeah. You know, some I liked, obviously, better than others. The first one was great. Yeah. The Jack the Frost one, one I wasn't the biggest fan of. But Okay, like its title character, when he walks into a room, Reacher made its presence known immediately to streaming users. The series on Amazon Prime's uh, video had a big opening week. 
Nielsen, I, I still get a kick out of these ratings. Nielsen streaming top tens for the week of January 31st through February 6th show Reacher racking up 1.84 billion minutes of viewing time for its eight episodes. I have to tell you, I loved Reacher. Have you finished it? Yeah, we've yeah. finished it. You totally got to D and me. We were hooked. Yeah, I like that guy. That. I do too. He's and a great. I, I like he's big, but he's not over the top. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He seems like he's he's a cool guy, but he has that that X factor that is just unknown. To what you know, the things that he can do, clear conscience. With such gift and skill for a proper purpose, it's, it's intelligence a, too. Yeah, not just a big. Oak. Oh yeah, no, he's not just a big. You know, he's he's not the the Hulk here. So uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the after party on Apple TV Plus, and I was lamenting the fact that they had shown me seven of the episodes, but would not show me the final one until February twenty fifth. Right. Well, I finally saw the last one. And I can tell you for certainty that the after party is a good, um, it's an excellent little series, a, a whodunit with a Tiffany Haddish as Detective Danner. And the way they wrap it up is beautiful. And it has been renewed for a second season. And Tiffany Haddish will return to play the same detective in another whodunit sort of mystery. Okay. So they did a really cool. nice job with that. Uh, just some of the highlights uh, this week in streaming uh, HBO Max. A lot of us, you know, who have been watching, we've we've seen the thing, you know, for, on the Lakers and Magic Johnson and oh. so on. So it'll be interesting to see the big show uh, that uh, is the basis, that's the book, for the HBO series about the 1980s Lakers uh, called Showtime. But HBO opted not to name the show after a rival winning time, uh, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that because it looks kind of good. But, you know, I... And uh, many of us, I mean, in the 1980s, we were growing up with, you know, the Lakers and Magic Johnson. Yeah, we all hated the Lakers. Yeah, the bane of our existence, you know, for people that had, uh, you know, kind of another But John thing. C. Riley's oh, in it. And, and Jason Clark and Sally Field and Adrian Brody, Jason Siegel. Yeah. I mean, wow. You kind of want to see it, even yeah. though it is the Lakers. <laughs> I know. New on Hulu, the story of uh, Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes has been uh, told in books and documentaries and podcasts, first to dramatize the tale of ambition and fraud with the dropout. So people are looking forward to that. That's Amanda Seyfried that's going to yeah. play that lead. It'll be interesting to see what happens on that. And uh, she plays Holmes on that. And uh, that, anyway, the, there are a few other things. HBO Max, let's see, what have they got? I'm just looking for something else. Uh, the Problem with John Stewart will be on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the Boys uh, pres- uh the Boys Presents, a Diabolical, uh, it's Friday Prime Video. I'm trying to see what else is on Well, here. Severance is, is in its second or third week, and it's actually pretty good. Like I said, though, it does get to a cliffhanger at the end of Season 1. The problem is it hasn't been greenlit for Season 2, so you could be just I left know. hanging. Like we were with, with the way. way. Yeah, Tony Collette is starring in Netflix's Pieces of Her. Yeah. Uh, based on the novel by Karen Slaughter. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so. We also have Picard, uh, season yeah. two, that opened uh, this week, and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the cool thing about it is Whoopi Goldberg returns as her character, Guinan, who works at 10 Forward, and John Delancey is back as Q. He was the omnipotent brat of a guy who tormented Jean-Luc about... 
humanity and, and how awful we were and we were always being tested. Well, suddenly it's kind of cool because he looks like he did, you know, back in the original series in, in, yeah. in uh, Next Generation. And he goes, oh, to make you feel better, Jean-Luc, I will. And he suddenly looks like he does today. Oh, wow. And so now he and Jean-Luc look, you know, like they've <laughs> aged appropriately. But he could he, he could have, you know, not done it. But they just did a nice little, oh. here's what I look like right now, but uh, I'll make you feel better. Okay. So I saw the first episode, and it looks uh, like it, it could be good. Okay. The Movie Show. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a... It's a little light bulb that blinks. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We wanted to uh, talk about The Sandlot Forever. And uh, Dante Luna is joining us right now, uh, film director. And this is called The Sandlot Forever. It's kind of a 25th anniversary look at uh, The Sandlot film and the cast. Uh, they revisited The Sandlot filming location back in August of 2018, I think. With of the, hundreds of oh, people. And, and, hundreds. Including you and your my, grandson. My daughter and my grandson, else. we went. And I couldn't believe the amount of people that were there. You know, this movie. And the fact that it was local, but it wasn't just we locals that loved this. The oh. Sandlot and the lines, James Earl Jones, I mean, uh, Dennis Killing Leary. Killing me small. Oh, the, I hear that term. I still use that. My neighbor in Eureka will come out. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> just, but like, kids today are watching that movie and loving it. Absolutely. So, Dante, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about this film and how people can uh, can see it. Peace and love. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, so, I guess this film is an uh, inside look at, you know, a closer look at the character, the people who play the characters. Um Right. It's a film that happened on accident. You know, I love The Sandlot so much. You know, I, the, the Sandlot is how I was introduced to the word cult, cult classic and cult following. Um, because I, I thought everybody loved The Sandlot the way I love The Sandlot. And then I realized I had to find <laughs> other Sandlot lovers. Now I'm just like, man, you know, there is a world out there that loves this movie. And it was bigger than I thought. Um, so the, I photographed 48 or 50 states. Um, I've been working on documenting culture in America. I just naturally, no one signed me up for it. I just did it myself because I love life and it's something I want to do since I was in fourth grade. And my introduction to Utah was Salt Lake City. Like, I, I, the only thing I had on my schedule where I'm just like, I really want to take pictures in, uh, in Salt Lake City. That's where the Sandlot was filmed. Um, so I came to Salt Lake. I came to Utah specifically. I was driving through Utah specifically for the Sandlot. And those pictures that I took of the Sandlot, uh, they got a lot of attention online. And uh, I got in touch with uh, Marty York, who plays Yeah, Yeah. Um, you know, he had a family member who, uh, uh, his sister died from addiction. And I have a lot of fam- family members who died from addiction as well. Um, so we connected, um, with, you know, on family, just talking about family and life. Um, and then I get a message from him and he invites me down to Virginia. I'm from Boston. Um, he invites me down to Virginia to go meet uh, some of the guys. You know, you know, Squints was there. I call him Squint Chauncey, um, uh, Timmy and Tommy, you know, Victor and, uh, and and Shane were there, and Jen uh, Nunez, Brandon Adams was there. Um, and so I got to meet the guys, and I worked on an interview with them there. And that interview led to me meeting the creator. Um, the creator reached out to me and said, um, he wrote me a message, and I'm just like. Is this real life? You know, 
<laughs> the, yeah. the creator and the narrator of the the Sandlot just messaged me. Uh, and I always look for signs that I'm working hard. And I just when I read that message, I'm like, this is a good sign. I love this sign. Oh, that uh, is so and cool. Then, <laughs> Yeah, and he invited me I, I, to the 25th annual reunion, and I made a film of that experience. But before we run out of time, I want to make sure Absolutely. that uh, people <laughs> know know how and and where they can oh, see I this. I so this, this film, everybody no, no. in the world can watch this film on YouTube. Um, the film is called Sandlot Forever. Um, I think if you look up just Sandlot documentary, you'll be able to find it. Um, you know, it, it should be up near the top. If the fans found it, so it's it's. It's been the first two years nobody knew about it. Like it was the first two years it was online. It was it got to like maybe ten thousand plays, and I'm just like I know I have gold here. I just need the fans to find this, you yeah. know. I just need yeah. the fans to see this. And then I found like a a Reddit a Reddit conversation, and that one Reddit conversation just blew up. It turned into everybody talking about it, and it went from ten thousand plays to like a hundred thousand plays a couple months later. So the fans found it, um, and then that eventually turned into the cast calling me back or hitting me back, like, yo, this got on my radar, which is a great <laughs> sign, always a good sign. That, uh, that is great, and we also know, want to mention your screening at the LDS Film Festival in Orem, and that will be tomorrow. And uh, we, uh, have just a second, we have just a second left, but I understand you have a real surprise for the audience at that screening at the LDS Film Festival tomorrow. Can you tell us anything very quickly about that? Um, I guess that's something uh, the audience will have, will have to fill you in on. Um, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't ruin Christmas morning there. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. Hey, Dante, it's really been fun to chat with you. I, I We love your enthusiasm for this film that we all love, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this this film, The Sandlot Forever, and it is part of the LDS Film Festival that is underway right now. And as uh, I understand that the screening for The Sandlot Forever will be tomorrow, and there is... I think it's at 10 a.m., isn't it? At 10 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the exact time here in uh, the information that I have. But I understand that at the screening, there will be a, a little surprise for the James audience. Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Actually, I do know what it is, but I'm not going to blow Let the thing. See. It's right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good way to start the hour, don't you think? A good scream. A Wake good everybody scream up. and, you know, kind of get you back on track and get your attention here on the movie show. And ladies and gentlemen, it just wouldn't be the movie show without telephone torture. And we're going for caller number. This is really going to you know, put Steve over the edge. I can't even say the word. We're looking for caller number. Say it. No. Five. One. Five. <laughs> caller number five for fabulous prizes worth up to dollars provided by the Megaplex Theaters. Two tickets, two drinks. And a tub of popcorn. You know, your you're favorite. pushing the limit of our li- listenership with five. Well, I, you notice I don't go ever go to seven because, <laughs> you know, we just have everybody That is everybody the twilight out. zone. Yeah, I mean, that that would run through every listener we've got. So we're looking for caller number five for those fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. And the number to call is KSL Talk. And remember, 
If you have won in the last 90 days, thou shalt not win again. Because we kind of remember, but we don't really. And we know where you live. (laughs) So, Wow, that got ugly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so let's go to our first potential winner. But in our hearts, we all know that this person is a loser. Hi, who's this? It's your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Am Am I hearing crickets here? Hello. Hello there. Hello. Oh, there we go. Oh, there there we go. Hi. Who How are, are you? you guys? Well, we're we're doing much better than you are. Uh, probably so. And you, and you know why? Because I'm a loser. Ooh. You got a great voice though. What's that your is, first name? Sir? You do. What is your name? John. Okay, and what's your bank is that account? That's your real name, John. What's your bank account yeah, number? Bank account. Five eight seven Dear. four six five four. What's two. your password? <laughs> okay, is that well, a niner I heard in there? <laughs> that's right. Well, you, you you're gonna have to. You've already faced the music, and I admire that. Oh, what so what number did I come in at? You're number one in our hearts. Wow, I, yeah. I won that right. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah. that's a good thing, but not in this case, Gustavo. We need to kind of let him know what the real deal is here. Here we go. Oh, I'm such a loser. Dear, dear John, what was I, that? I think that was Gustavo singing. Does he get paid for that? I mean, is that, <laughs> we have to pay him extra? Oh, yeah. Remember I'll how Sammy one. used to, you are not yeah. a winner. You are not a winner. You, you are, are a, a loser. loser. Yeah, okay. Okay, now let's go back to the phone line. This is going very well, don't you think? This is always a train wreck. You know that. Well, you That's know, why you love it. That's why nobody can ever not watch it and listen to it to its conclusion. Your wife loves this segment. I know, know she that. does, and so, so does Blake Anderson. All right, hi, who's this? Oh, this is this is Barbara. Barbara, oh. you're number two. You wouldn't call a lady a loser, would you? On this show, oh, don't do it, Douglas. Yeah, we oh. would. Oh. I know. Yeah. Oh. You're oh, a wonderful right. woman. A sweet lady. We're so <laughs> grateful for your, your face, Doug. We're so dark. grateful for you listening. But Gustavo, we've just got to have her face the music. Hit the button, would you? Gustavo's been busy. Yeah. Yeah. Got some new loserisms. It's just too bad we can't, you know. Uh, Barbara was crushed, by the way. Uh, you got that, right? Was she? I think she you was. Wouldn't call me a loser, would you? I think she was reveling in being a loser. No, I didn't get that at on all. On the movie, <laughs> well, that's what I heard. Isn't uh, that what you heard, Jake? I, I, I heard. It's just Doug world, and we just written space. Just glee and joyfulness. And now let's go back to the phone line for caller number three. And hi, who's this? I told you, you ran out. I <laughs> know. We just. We were, ran out at, at number two. We ran out. Now let's let's hit another button here. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. How Calling you doing? Doing well. No, no, no. You're not doing oh. well at all. Wow. Well, this I is Jeff you, the Wacko. You, the, Jeff oh, the Wacko. Where have you been? Every time I'm on the west side of the lake and I'm, you know, stopping you in call for, for, you know, him? and I just go, Jeff the Wacko lives just yeah. across the street yeah. here. I need to drop by and say hi, Jeff the Wacko. It's so good to talk to you, and you're a loser. Oh, but I'm a winner because I listen to the movie show, so that balances things out. You know, 
Jeff has been one of our long, long, long. We were a little worried listeners. about you. We had I know. I, I actually had to talk to our mutual friend Scott to make sure you were still with us and everything. And I was glad to yeah. uh, to get the the updates. And you know, Jeff and his yeah. group they put together the movie show Christmas Tree at the Festival of Trees, and oh. actually has a business card that says Jeff the Wacko. Jeff, it's good to talk yeah. to you. One of these days, you got to drop by and say hi. I will, although I don't always know where you guys are. It's really hard to tell until the broadcast. We never know where we're like a rave party. They don't announce it until the last second. I know, so we don't damage people's reputation. You say hi to Robin, okay? I will. I'm a loser, baby. (laughs) Why don't you? Why don't you? Okay, I I think he's asking for it, Gustavo. Here we go. Here we go. So many sore losers keep trying to talk to me. Y'all need to focus on winning. Stop That's because you put all the new ones in. <laughs> we got so many new ones, Gustavo couldn't find If he nuked the... to the back, we're... I know. it's over. I know, because we lost the Sean Connery one. We've got to regenerate Losers that. Losers always whine about, about their best. best. I know. All right, now, I almost lost track of the callers, but I'm just right on top of this. We're going for caller number four right now. And, boy, to be in the shadow of Jeff the Wacko is really an Tough honor. to follow. It's a tough act to follow. Hi, who's this? We're a little slow on the draw today, you know? That's all right. Is it all right? I think so. This is sucking up valuable airtime. It is. Too. They keep, the, well, they don't want to be a loser, you know? But it, it, it takes guts, and it takes yeah, a you, certain you relish integrity. It so much. Well, so do they. No. That's why people want the loser T-shirt. Why? Why? I don't know. Why did you want the loser T-shirt? Oh, I love the T-shirt. And then he insisted that he has a blick one. I love the blick. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. Call number four. Hi, who's this? Oh, this is Jessica. Jessica. Oh, no. <laughs> Seems miffed. I'm going to have to call another fine, wonderful woman. Don't do it. A loser oh, on no. a movie show. Special place in heck. Do you want to just embrace it there, Jessica? Okay, I'll embrace it. Let's do it. Okay. Get it. Yep. Still a loser. He's been gentle with little kind things. He's been gentle and kind. Yeah. We have a lot of singing on the movie show today. Yeah. We'll hear from Dee, undoubtedly. Okay, now let's go back to the phone line and. this will be calling number five. Hallelujah, Steve. Hallelujah, Steve. Steve is having. He's he's having I, that. I'm looking at my karma sheet right now. And he's having going, an, an epiphanal mm. moment. He's gonna he's gonna be you know, born again, <sighs> a born again movie show listener. All right, hi. Who's this? <laughs> How can we have a pause on the big wiener? Is what I want. It's William know. Shatner. It's William Shatner. What? What? Hi. Dude. Who's this? Anybody home? I'm here. Hi, who's this? This is Barbara. Barbara. From the, earlier, Barbara? The yeah, this Barbara? Was, this was the loser, Barbara, number two. So the comeback queen? Barbara yeah. the loser. It, it, it's it's like a it, it's a miracle. It's, it's like a caterpillar turning into a buffalo. <laughs> to a buffalo. <laughs> buffalo. Right. Thank butterfly. you. This is amazing. It's a miracle. All of a sudden, we have... We have a wiener here from the a- on she's the, movie the show. I know she is the phoenix rising from the ashes here on the well show. Well done, Barbara! Amazing! Oh, I wouldn't have called back, you but so you have much. won. You have won fabulous prizes worth up to lots of dollars. 
Lots of dollars. That's right. Two tickets to the Megaplex Theater. You've got the two drinks, and you've got a tub of popcorn that's going to be yours. And all you have to do now is make all the losers, like you were just a couple of calls ago, make them feel a little better about themselves by introducing us to... Mr. Green, Blue, Purple Eyes. <laughs> I think he's blue Are you colorblind eyes. or what's no, happening? She's here? been watching a lot of colorized old movies where yeah, they that's gave him brown, brown eyes. eyes that's blue right. eyes. Okay. All right. Now stay on the line so we can bestow the fabulous prizes upon you. And here's well Frank. Well done. I know. Here's the doing. Good for Barbara. I wouldn't call that. <laughs> Except to complain. Uh huh. That is so mean. Listen to this. Steve's whining. But it's such a fine one. Would you like some cheese with that one? Yes. Another rousing rendition of Telephone Torture, and it's always fun when we're out here on remotes. And we but can they look, can't find us. And we can look across. Yeah, they, they don't know where we're When we can look across the table and see how thrilled our, Just shook his head the whole our time. movie companions here on the movie show, like Jake from Zero Res, how thrilled they are. With telephone torture. The movie show. Mr. Burgundy, you are acting like a baby. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I'm an anchor man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, tis the movie show, and we're in almost the last half hour, so we got some movies to talk about. How about if we do, which one? We've, we've already talked about Fresh. You waved us off on that. Yeah. The Batman, we gave you the full review on that. You've mentioned Star Trek Picard. How about The Weekend Away? Okay. All right, we got a little sound on The Weekend Away. Let's start with the details. Several people saw you and Kate argue. Come on, let's relive our misspent youth. I'm married. Relax, it'll be an adventure. You didn't argue with Kate hours before she died. It wasn't an argument. Your story keeps changing. You just gotta come home. I can't. The police have taken my passport. They say you're a suspect in Kate's murder. Okay. So the movie is called The Weekend Away, but it should be called Gullible American Tourist Has Worst Weekend Ever in Beautiful Croatia. I know that's a lot to put on the marquee, but... Well, there uh, could be an acronym in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe I didn't think of that, but... uh, Anyway, so these two best friends, they meet in Zagreb, and it's gorgeous. I mean, you know, I would think that the Zagreb people would be very unhappy with this movie because one of the girls goes missing. They go out for the, you know, on the town, and they get, you know, liquored up, and they're dancing with these guys, and again, I don't know what the deal is with these people giving people drugs, but one... Doesn't you know? She wakes up the next morning, can't find her friend. She goes to finally goes to the police. Said I, she. She goes, oh, she probably just ran off with one of those guys that you guys were with last night. No, she wouldn't do that to me. Well, then they find her body floating in the harbor, Ooh. and then she becomes a suspect. Well, you're their friend, so you know. Was there something going on? And then you know, the as you peel back the onion, you start to learn different things, and then you're. Also trying to figure out, well, who did this then? If it wasn't her and maybe it was somebody else and why would they? I don't know. It's just one of those sort of a basic whodunit kind of movies. It's only on Netflix and it is rated R. Uh, I gave it a, a B minus. Anybody of note in this movie? Well, there's a young lady that I she's been in some stuff earlier and I don't remember her name off the top of my head. But she used to do stuff when she was a teenager. Now she's grown up a little bit and... Uh, and she decided not to do Hallmark movies, and so she's doing this one. So she's doing this one, this sort of a, you know, I'm innocent. I didn't kill my best friend. Please help me. 
And it's kind of interesting because yeah. she's stuck over there and, uh, you know, doesn't know what to do. So. Isn't that amazing, the movies that are shot in these areas? Remember our friend Mary Dixon always used to say, Prague. Oh, you've got to see Prague. Yeah. And, it's just, and now, you know, how many people shoot films oh, that's in, true. in Prague is amazing. And when you see these countries. By the way, the, they figured out the tax thing. That's what they yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. And Well, oh Zagreb, I mean, it is gorgeous. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Croatia, Zagreb is just a beautiful little the coastal city and all these great places to go to. And so, what's the grade on this movie? Uh, I gave it a B, B minus. Uh, you know, I like her, and I, dang it, I'm really sorry that I don't have her name. Okay, but it, what, what would it be rated? Uh, it would be a rated. Oh, it is rated R. Rated R. Yeah, because some people die and it's not pretty. But okay, and it's only on Netflix. All right, still much to come on today's movie show here at KSL News Radio. Who does saloon? Salon, rather. Or maybe the saloon would be good, too. <laughs> well, that, that could be the sequel. Story. Yeah, Actually, this is based on a true story, and it's kind of chilling. Okay. And then Ascension. And you This are... was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary. And you've also mentioned the after party kind of in our We've already talked news. about that. Yeah, so we're, we're all good on that. And, of course, the moment that millions wait for each and every week, it's the movie show Top Ten. See what you have to look forward to Yeah, on the movie show? Then, of course, you know, the big movie of the week, The Batman, and it's a big movie. Yeah. It's a, maybe we can give that a little recap at I, some point. I guarantee you will not recognize Colin Farrell as uh, Oh, no kidding. As the Penguin. No kidding. And You, you mentioned know, his name, but I, I, I didn't know he had a name. I thought he was just Penguin, but I know he is. Isn't it, what, what is it, Oz? Yeah, Oz. Yeah, Oz. The, the penguin and uh, he, he tried he begged Matt Reeves to give him the only thing the studio said do whatever you want I know you're kind of a weird director but just make your movie just don't make it R it needs to be PG-13 that's yeah. the only thing we ask yeah the movie show oh you are hard to look at you look like the topographical map of Utah exactly on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM yeah, you know, there's some lines from movies you just love to hear them over and over. And that one, I remember when, when I first saw Deadpool, and the guy says, you know, with his face, you look like the topographical map of Utah. I thought, man, that, what a great line. <laughs> that was, he went on and on, though. And yeah. Was it in the closing credits? He just kept oh, yeah. it was making a, up stuff. It he was looked crazy. like a rotten avocado or something. <laughs> no, the good stuff. Okay, it is 1137, final half hour of the movie show today, I know. Shed no tears because there's still a lot of really good stuff to come. Yeah, we've got a couple of reviews, and you're whatever you do. That's called the movie show Top Ten. I think it's called... The Moment S- the People Relish. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Silence of the Hams. That would be... Oh, listen to Doug this. Chasen, we're on I'm the being yard. mocked here. I mean, I'm being mocked in my own house here on the movie. All right, Stephen. Sir? I think that we ought to review... Another film. Okay. I have to admit, I'm curious about Huda's Salon. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, there's no... Uh, it's, there's it's, no... It's Arabic. Oh, this is in Arabic? Well, we could have the sound on that, and we could have, you know, Dallin translate it for us. Well, sure. That would waste a couple of minutes of hilarity. Precious time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Huda's Salon is based on a true story. Uh, and this is kind of sad, because this occurs in Bethlehem on the West Bank in the occupied uh, area of uh, Palestine. 
And I didn't realize that, but they have been under occupation since 1967. I know, isn't that crazy? And so now the wall's up, and so Huda has this salon, and she brings these young women in. And again, I know this, we're in the drug apparently this week, but she drugs these gorgeous young women and then puts them in compromising positions, takes pictures of it, and then blackmails them so they have to go back to their... So there's the resistance that is, you know, the Palestinians and there's the occupation. And so the occupation people want want to blackmail these young women to keep an eye out for stuff that's going on and call them. If you call them, uh, then they will do you favors. I mean, it's just a whole and the resistance guys are just the same. But when when the when the Palestinians find out what Hoda is doing and of course, she's been blackmailed too to do all this Stuff so it's not because she wants to do it. If they don't, they're going to kill her family. Right. And so this whole back and forth thing, and it most of it is this inter, um, um, interrogation between a Palestinian resistance guy and her. And she says, "I know I'm dead. I know you're going to kill me. Whatever I do, I'm not going to give you any names." But she does have the photographs, and so they start figuring it out while she's sitting there and she's sweating bullets, knowing that. I really don't want, and there's one particular, the last one she did, she, they, she says, I, please, whatever you do, do not destroy this woman's life because, and they go, why? And she says, because she reminds me of me. Hmm. And it's just a heartbreaking little movie, um, even to the point where, you know, she knows she's going to go, and he said, you know, whatever you do, don't shoot her in the face. Oh, jeez. You know, I mean, Boy, can you imagine in a world? We have a lot of cheery stuff this I week. I know, I know. Yeah. But okay. this is based on a, on true events, okay. and I just sat there like, what is wrong with everybody? Why do we have to do this kind of stuff? But, yeah, it's Huda Salon. It's playing at the Broadway. Uh, it is rated R. and Oh, actually, at, at Megaplex, too. So Okay. Huda Salon. Huda Salon. It, and I gave it a B. Okay. All right, let's take a brief break. We'll come right back with more of the movie show, and uh, I'll tell you, the movie show Top Ten. Is probably coming up next. Yeah, and Ascension. Wait till you see some of the stuff and in this movie. And the movie show top ten. Maybe. Is what if we have time. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> the movie show. What a piece of junk. She'll make point five past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There's something of way the way the way, the way Gustavo crafted that where it goes. The movie show. What a piece of junk. Do you think he did that on purpose? No. No. I well, probably. When you think of that. Sorry. I'm sensing, Steve, yes. that it is time oh, no. for a little. <clears throat> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is time. Do you need, do you need a throat lozenge here? <laughs> Something. Have you ever heard of Ricola? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that song. Let's start the music again. I don't want to be thwarted in the magnificence of this. And now, in this big office, it's really going to be Oh, my God. <laughs> Would you stop milking this cow? And- I keep saying, you know, I want to do the Capitol Rotunda and Jake's office. You'll be arrested in both places. That's keep it right. up. All right. Here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It is time <laughs> for the movie show, Top 
天。It's like waves of horror. This is waves of brilliance. It's kind of like I like getting ethereal things through the ether. Ethereal things through the ether. <laughs> people are wishing they were, you know, under ether right now. Okay, say that five times. It's time for the movie show top ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services, and we probably I ought to turn to the page where I have the movie show top ten. I printed on both sides of the page today, so I'm really messed up. Okay, number ten is Scream. That has made about eighty million dollars domestically. Oh, you want the international international numbers? Uh, Fifty-eight million. It's at one thirty-eight. You know, you called Vladimir. You might as well get the numbers. You know, so well, I didn't want to bore you with it. Cyrano, boy, did this crash and burn, and uh, kind of justifiably so. I, I was kind Sean of. Sean will take you to task on this one. He loved yeah, this movie. I, well, boy, I didn't. And I love the actors. Yeah. I love Peter Dinklage. I love the story, but I just was not a big fan of this. Made one point four million dollars domestically. Yeah, I got it up to one seven, and then another one foreign. It's at two point seven. Studio six six six, one point five million. What is that? This is the Foo Fighters. They recorded an album at a haunted house in Encino, California. Great. Yeah. Marry Me. Boy, this movie's been crashing and burning. Now three weeks, just a little over $20 million. Uh, it's made 24 in the foreign market, so it's at 44 Sing 2. Great little movie. Uh, it's been out 10 weeks. It's made over $150 million domestically. 204 and it's at 352 wow and it's and it's worth it it it's, is a great little film jackass forever this thing's made over 52 million dollars is it doing anything internationally it's made another 16 it's at 69 million on a member wow. 10 million dollar budget you know i'm glad death on the nile is hanging in there it's it's number 4 and you know it's a respectable uh, number 4.5 million this past week it's about $33, $34 million domestically. I wish it was doing better because this is a really good movie, and it's much better than Orient Express. In fact, it, Orient Express, Express made it almost three times more money than this has, Crazy. and Death on the Nile is three times better than that. It film. is. It truly is. Spider-Man, No Way Home, what can we say? This this is just out of the, the universe on, on money. It's at about 780, a little better than that, million dollars domestically. The international numbers are phenomenal. 1.072. It's at $1.853 billion. Yeah, just amazing. And it's still, I mean, it's number three. It cranked out about $6 million domestically. And if this ever opens up in China, man. Yeah, it's not going to. Dog. I was kind of surprised. I've thought a lot about this movie. I'll tell you, there was a certain point in there. I was about ready to write it off. But then it, it kind of swept me up in it. I started catching the spirit of it. I started kind of reading between the lines and some of the things that weren't resonating. And there were some moments in here that just, wow, brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. Uh, 33 domestic, 4 foreign. It's at 37. And that's on a $15 million budget. So they're happy yeah. with that. Uncharted. Boy, was I disappointed with this movie. You know, yeah, but, but it's it's been killing it. The Tom Holland factor is I know unbelievable. I know it's, he's in Spider Man and he's in this. This is eighty seven domestic, one forty three foreign, two hundred and thirty million dollars. I know for this piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, well, it's now, really, don't sugarcoat that. For it's us, not a good movie. But I agree. I I didn't like it either. Here's the thing, though. This weekend, 
if you had the dark Batman or the kind of funny, goofy Uncharted, what are you going to go see? This one is more entertaining. Counter, you know, counter. Counter-programming, this might still do have legs. So. I know. It'll, it'll be crazy. Anyway, that's the movie show Top Ten, sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. They're great folks up there in Centerville. And, boy, here before long, you're going to want to make sure your air conditioning is operating properly, that's that true. you're shutting down your furnace properly, and, boy, they can take care of it. All right, let's take a, a quick look at the movie Ascension. Do we have sound on this? No. This okay. is a, a, a film in, from China. If you saw a movie a few years back called Manufactured Landscapes, it's the same kind of film except it deals with the people of china from the most i mean when you see this job fair they have at the market where they said okay no this job is you stand only you will never sit in this job you will make uh, 32 dollars a day no one over 38 years old we won't allow any hair dye no piercings you must have complete fingerprints where is that a problem yeah, really. No tattoos, no criminal record. You live in dorms with three other people, but hey, we got air conditioning. Yeah. And they make widgets all day long. That's the middle class. So as this movie goes, you see the lowest of the low, you see the middle class making widgets, and then you see the ultra rich. I mean, there Crazy are some rich Asians. ridiculously yeah. rich people in China. And that whole viewpoint, just fascinating. It's called Ascension. It's up for Academy Award for um, Best Documentary. And it's playing at the Broadway. The Batman, just really quickly. Boy, it is dark. It is gritty. There are very few, if almost any, light moments. Why anybody in their right mind would live in Gotham, I never would know. It is like escape to L.A. or escape to New York. And, and so, the three-hour length, it does not have a closing credit scene, so you can probably you can bolt scrape eight minutes off of that right. runtime. Okay. So, anyway, The Batman. Thanks so much for being part of the movie show today and tonight when you go home. Please make sure that you hug the people you love. Ah, that's right. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.